Welcome to episode five. We have been around for five episodes. It's kind of hard to believe. But uh, welcome to the Fascist Alternative, where we are the alternative to fascism. Don't let the title fool you. Yeah, F fascism. Fascism. I can't even say it. It's so stupid. F it in the A. That's what I say. Yes. We are boycotting it. Yes, we are the alternative fascism, and I am Timmy Johnson, and at another location is co-host Ryan Anderson. Anderson, how are you? I'm doing excellent tonight. How are you, boys? Uh, very good. We're uh, good. We have Robin Strobel back. Back at it again with the white vans, Daniel. Damn. <laughs> you know, they actually like... Uh, vans they were going to give him like an ass ton of vans and they ended up like he said he didn't want all the shoes and he ended up like donating all the shoes to like kids that didn't have shoes good for that guy yes (laughs) he had some nice vans though well i guess his buddy did (laughs) but yeah just kind of i wrestled an event last night and i'm not too sore I'm actually feeling okay. For those who don't know, I wrestle professionally. Are we allowed wrestling. to give out your wrestling name, or would that be breaking uh, kayfab? Let's let's not do that. That's <laughs> kayfab, but you know, it was good. It was a good time. A good crowd. It was it was really enjoyable. I couldn't complain. Was there a lot of uh, the upper echelon of society? Oh yeah, attending. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot yeah. of caviar, a lot of top hats and, and Porsches yes. in the parking yeah. lot. Yeah, monocles and whatnot. Uh, yes. Which they were, some of them were very glad to see me, but at the same time, I got a lot of catch a lot of flack. Oh yeah, jolly good show, chap. That's that's a part of the right, right, right. Part of the gig though. But uh, yeah, episode five and. I call this one Store Lives Matter. And I'll get into that in my overline, which it almost kind of doesn't make sense, but I'll explain. But uh, now that we've opened this, let's go into a segment we like to call Over the Line. Anderson, you start us. So mine's pretty short this week. It's kind of following a trend we've been having the last few weeks. I uh, come into my bathroom here at home at the uh, my abode, going in there, uh, click on the lights, and I get a distinctive smell in my nose. Like, what the hell is that? You know, it kind of had of a uh, a spicy pumpkiny spell smell oh, God, no. in my own bathroom. <laughs> we have one of them, uh, you know, the little plug-in deals. It has like the wax on top, and oh, my wife yeah. always puts different scents and stuff in there. Oh. Well, apparently, she decided to buy her some pumpkin spice wax oh. and put in <laughs> Hoisted by your own petard, brother. Oh. Yes. Full circle. I have pumpkin spice has invaded my abode. Oh, I am, no. It is, oh, it is, yeah, it is big, big pumpkin spice. Uh, they found their way everywhere. to your home. You, it can't get away from it. <laughs> big pumpkin spice, man. They're going to rule this nation. Oh, my God. Not this. Oh, you is think, it? Is it? Did it just like hit you in the face as soon as you opened the well, door? It wasn't too overpowering, but it's the first time I smelled it there. She just changed it. She just went yeah. to the store. It's kind of like, what the what, what the heck like, was that? God damn it! With the fucking yes. pumpkin spice. It smells like pumpkin pie, but I know there's no pumpkin pie in my yeah, house. Yeah, it's a cock tease. Yeah. Oh, oh, this stuff it, is a menace. It's, 
<sighs> Absolute menace. But do you kind of enjoy it? Like at the same time, like uh, you know what? This actually isn't bad. Eh, it's all right. I don't. Re- I'm not really. I'm a dude, so I don't really care about all the plug-in smells and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I enjoy a nice smell, especially you know, I got two dogs running around that, for whatever reason, think it's necessary to just find the most dead rotting thing. I guess that's a dog's nature. Eat it, throw it up, <laughs> roll in it, and then say, "Yep, oh, Brandy, come back in. I had a pretty good day." Yeah. <laughs> you know, in that situation. I'll take a little pumpkin spice. Yes. Take a little pumpkin spice over the dead rabbit barfed up by the dog. Yeah. Which, like, uh, you know, uh, we were home from work early for some reason Friday. And if this dog of mine, his schedule gets interrupted any at all, he'll, like, lash out and he'll just shit on the floor. (laughs) He never does it. (laughs) That's it. it. Yeah. Yeah, like I think any, we know a few people like that here oh on a set schedule. Oh God, it's like he'll just like he he never does it, and he never pees in the house, he never poops in the house. But if you disrupt this dog's schedule by any means, like I woke, we woke up the next morning, like well, there's shit on the floor, big pile <laughs> of shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he slept through the whole thing and then realized, <laughs> holy shit, hold on, something's yeah. wrong. <laughs> yep, it's like I'm shitting on the floor. I would have been okay with pumpkin spice in that situation. Yeah. Are you fucking he's like one kidding of them me kind right of, now? <laughs> he's like one of them kids, kind of like slightly autistic kids whose schedules get out of whack a little bit and mm-hmm. they lose their minds. I don't like change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his response is to shit on the floor. Yes, all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a... You know, if you want to say, I don't like what you're doing, that's one way to do it. I, I actually might adopt that. will that. correct the yes. behavior. <laughs> uh, somebody's uh, saying things that I don't like. Sure. I'm not going to argue with them. I'm just going to have a shit on the floor. <laughs> I've got to get home. I ain't got time to stay. Chew's got a shit. Yes. That's the new mic drop. Shitting on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but is it like, is that scent, it did it like, it's in the bathroom, so does it like leak out into the other parts? No, house? not really. And no. it's got it's got one of them little switches on it. You got to turn it on. So mm-hmm. she turned it on. The wax had melted, and I just got a just hit in the face with pumpkin spice. Yeah, it's like good. It's just invaded now. <sighs> Came full circle. Just I know. She probably listened to this episode. And was like, you know what, motherfucker? I'm gonna show you. Know, you. Yeah, I love <laughs> pumpkin spice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I enjoyed that. And uh, which. Uh, <laughs> I might have to take a sample of that one day. Just go in the bathroom of your house and then just walk out. Just get a sniff. Just get a sniff. Just get a sniff. <laughs> See what it's like. <sighs> it's all right. And then I'll just walk out and but, I'll leave. Yeah, I mean, there's a, you know, I prefer like a nice uh, uh, vanilla. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good all around, all year round. I actually don't so, like uh, the cinnamon smell, you know, oh, as we get into Christmas. Yeah. Well, like that potpourri or. Oh, I can't like stand a, it. Oh. Hey, this is kind of off topic a little bit, but it's kind of related. I mean, what about these dudes who you go to work and they just spray like 10 tons of cologne? Oh, yes. And it's like the, the cool waters or whatever uh, on them. It's kind of the same, you know, me. like with the the ladies at the Christmas time spraying the other oh. scents. I mean, it just overpowers you. I can't handle Like an overpowering smell oh, destroys yeah. me. Like it ruins my fucking day. I have to, 
vacate the location if it's like vanilla fields is the worst yeah fucking and maybe it does smell good but in small doses yeah in small day you you don't need to buy a bottle a week because you're consuming that much product (laughs) i've had the same bottle of cologne for about five years (laughs) what what is the cologne you're wearing right now uh pumpkin uh, spice by uh old spice or what uh, it's mostly like uh, metal grindings and sweat. Yes. And some body odor. <laughs> I've actually got a candle lit right now, too, to just, you know, kind of set the mood. Oh, what do you got there? What is that? Apple. It might be cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Appleberry spice, a.k.a. cinnamon. <laughs> oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the smell of cinnamon when you, be, you get accosted by it yeah. for three months straight. It takes its toll. <laughs> You just walk into some store and it just hits you right in the fucking face. Yeah. You want to try this perfume? It's straight cinnamon. And they just spray it on you. Oh. The J.C. Pennies. You remember walking in there as a kid and just it just gallons. Yes. Like they didn't have Stuff, it. It's like a fog rolling through. Yeah. You know, you don't have the normal spritz bottle. I think they had uh, like super soakers or <laughs> at the very least Windex. Like a bug, a bug fogger. Yeah. Old school bug fogging. There we just fogging out. This will make them want to buy it. <laughs> I think they, they probably expect you get addicted to it. You know, there's alcohol <laughs> in it. You, you get addicted to the to the smell. I hate it, but fuck, I gotta have it. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you got for us this week, Robin? Well, this is me being over the line. But it started with Taco Bell being over the line. <laughs> well, I guess not. You know what? I, I don't want to put blame anywhere. Here's the situation. I I, I really enjoy... Well, let me put that past tense. Enjoyed Taco Bell. <laughs> I liked Mexican pizzas. I liked cheese quesadillas. I would get like three Mexican pizzas, a cheese quesadilla, and... Sometimes a Mountain Dew, just depending on how I felt. Not a Baja Blast. You're not a Baja Blast. No, I'm more of, actually more of a diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, if I drink a fucking tastes gross. Do you like Baja Blast, Anderson? I've never had it. Oh, I am old school God. Mountain Dew. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Mountain. It's a big following. It's is it? Yes, it's ridiculous. Everybody about fucking nutted their pants when they actually had it on fucking like. Well, like teens. Are we talking about teens love it? And probably hipsters. Millennials. Yeah. We are hipsters. millennials. At least I am. Actually, I think I am not a millennial. Are, do you hit the cutoff point? I hit the cutoff. I am a Gen Xer. Oh. Hold on. What? You were born in 79? Yes, sir. Oh. I made the cutoff. I'm not a douche. Well, hey, now. you're going to need to uh, <laughs> vacate. Just go ahead and turn your mic off because we have uh, important things to talk about that millennials talk about. Yeah. Like, uh, anyway, lumber sexuals and whatnot. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, anywho, a regular Mountain Dew, regular or DMD. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, however, I did not choose that on this occasion. We went to the Taco Bell. It wasn't one that I frequented. It was kind of a spur of the moment deal. And I ordered my standard three Mexican pizzas and my cheese quesadilla. And it took forever. I don't know if you, you know, a good Taco Bell, they'll have the order hanging out of the window before you even finish the order. <laughs> like they're on their shit. 
Well, this took a half hour, and we're on a lunch break, so we're pushing for time. <laughs> well, we get back. I sit down. I take the first bite out of the Mexican pizza, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't fucking know about that. This is uh, <laughs> this tastes like cinnamon and a hundred year old grease. <laughs> I, you know those cinnamon twists that they make. I think that they. Maybe uh, reuse that for frying the, like the tortillas that the Mexican pizza goes on. Anyway, <laughs> I said, you know, I, I, I'm a trooper. I said, fuck it. I'm going to eat all three of them. Every bite, I was like, God damn it, this is, it tasted burnt and disgusting. But I, that's all I had. Uh, and I, you know, I was feeling pretty awful after eating the three of those, but I had the quesadilla, so I went ahead and knocked it out. Well... From from the last bite, it was just like my body started rejecting everything inside of me. I started to bloat up. My guts were oh, rancid. Were they speaking? Were they speaking? No, to you? like it, it, there was not enough room for for gas to move around to create noise. It just was so f- packed full, just like a like a balloon. Imagine a balloon just aired to its capacity, and. uh so I'm like, oh, jeez. And I was like sweating and the verge of vomiting. And so I, you know, about an hour later, I hit the head and it was just explosive. I mean, explosive. <laughs> and I would get up, you know, clean up from that fucking fiasco. And then as I'm pulling my, my britches up, fucking round two. And then round three. Just and after the... So, after the second time, you know, I'd get out after three rounds. I'd finally make it out, wash my hands, get out of there. Twenty minutes later, I'm back in there. My ass is raw from the, you know, the John Wayne toilet paper, and I'm just shitting and shitting and shitting, and like I would lean all the way forward so my stomach would press up against my my thighs, my quads, and. That would just get it pumping out more. I'm like, I just gotta just pump it out. I just gotta pump it all out, and I'll feel better. <laughs> well, that went on all night. I leave. I get home. Just, I mean, still in a cold sweat. Just feel like assholes. And I'm like, I just, I'll just take a couple shots of whiskey. That'll get, that'll get the digestive juices flowing. Well, I did that. I laid down. And it was about, I don't know, 15 minutes later. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> we got bad news going. So I run to the bathroom. I just start vomiting like pure battery acid. And it's just gallons and gallons of it. It's like I didn't digest any of the nutritional part of the food. It was all whatever the poison was went into my system. The rest just sat there. And I just I vomited for... Yeah, I can't even tell you how long. I was running out of breath. I was going to suffocate. Uh, I finally get through that that battle. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty wore out. I lay down. As I start to doze off, my sphincter starts acting up. <laughs> starts, the sphincter starts rebelling against me. It's like as soon as I try to fall asleep, my body wants to shit itself. Like I can't, I can't fall asleep because as soon as I do, shit tries to get out. So that happened like five or six times. I mean, this is like a two-hour deal. 
I'm finally getting to where I was like, fuck it. I can't do it anymore. You know, so I finally dozed off. I don't know how long I was out, but I wake up in a panic. I had shit the bed. I shit the bed. I shit the goddamn bed. It was, it was, uh, I don't want to say the low point of my life because I've been, I've been down in the dumps before. But my body waging, just riding against me so that when I fall asleep, my asshole just goes into overdrive. It just starts dumping. You know, it's in it. At that point, you don't have any kind of solid mass. It's just pure liquid. So straight through everything. It's on the fucking bed. And I'm like, God damn it. So I go like, I just go wash my whole ass. I get some uh, new underwear. Well, there's shit on the bed, and I feel like fucking garbage. I'm like, fuck it. I just throw a towel over it. I, know. I wasn't, I mean, what else was I? I couldn't wash the sheets. I felt like hell. Natalie, she's, my wife's just sleeping the whole time. She has no idea what's going on. Is she that, sleeping right next to you? Yeah, she's you did sleeping this? right there. Oh, no. And there's this, this battle of, of good and evil going on. And the evil's. Yeah, it's got the advantage. So I fall asleep, laying on the, the towel that lurks, you know, feces underneath. Granted, it's, you know, it's, it's full liquid form at this point. So I'm sleeping, and Natalie wakes up. Hey, it's such a nice morning, isn't it? I think I'm going to go for a jog. What are you going to do? Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> I shit the bed. She's like, what? What? No, I shit in the bed. It's fine. No, it's fine. I put a towel over it. I just gotta go back to sleep. She, uh, to my astonishment, not impressed with my, uh, you know, I've adapted and overcame. I had to get to sleep. There was a problem. I solved it. Uh, And that went on. Like nearly shitting myself for about a week. So had that much It destroyed me. I, I had food poisoning, a hundred percent. It's it's yeah, it's terrible. So a week later, it was still affecting you. Yeah, oh, I'm okay. still having rancid, runny dumps. I, I almost shit the bed one time before, and that was from Long John Silver's. But you know, going into Long John Silver's, it, like it's roulette. Yes. One out of th- one out of four times, you're gonna have a just a fucking wicked, just, just not- shit fest because yes. it, all the grease and you know. So I, I'm willing to gamble on that, which I haven't eaten at Long John Silver's. The last time it happened to me, I just swore it off forever, as I did with Taco Bell. I haven't been back since. And I used to be two, three, four times a week yeah, getting a taco and whatever. Twenty four hours. Down yeah. There. So nope, I'm done. Like even thinking about. That Mexican pizza with the taste of the burnt cinnamon twist. Grease cinnamon. It's god awful. Is it making your sphincter twitch right now? Uh, what? Yeah. Just thinking about that Mexican pizza. It makes my intestines just cramp up. And then my my butthole goes loose, though. And that's what happened when I (laughs) fell asleep. It it went off duty. It's just like, ah, fuck it. I'm out too. Whatever. You know what? Whatever, whatever flies, flies. We're all right, really, right now. No rules. That's all. Did that happen on a Friday? Uh, no, I actually, uh, 
I missed half a day of work the day that I shit the bed. <laughs> I slept the rest of the day. And I, I, I feel like I'm lying to people if I don't tell them what happened. Yeah. You know, if I just keep it a secret, I'm lying to everybody. Yeah. So I have to, you know, I tell everybody and to warn them. Yes. Be careful. If something tastes <laughs> weird, yeah. don't eat it. Now, granted, we should know that by now. I'm 36, <laughs> knocking on 37. I should probably have learned that. And it's not because I haven't experienced it. It's only because I don't learn from my mistakes. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah, it was awful. That's awful. awful. But you know that Taco Bell meat is like a grade above dog meat or dog food meat. Oh, yeah. I, I Yeah. I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong. I think but that, it is like... Yeah, it's like the leftovers from everyone else. It's uh, I think all of it. It, it all comes in like caulk guns, and they just caulk it yeah. out of this tube. They have a bag. They throw it in like boiling water and heat it up. Oh, for the meat, well, like the yeah, the sour cream oh, yeah. and stuff. It comes in a caulk gun. He's like, <laughs> fucking hit it, boys. I mean, Put the sour I mean, let's cream. Let's be honest. Most most Taco Bell is it's indistinguishable from each other. I mean, if you want a Mexican pizza or a chalupa, they take the Mexican pizza, they fold it up. You got a chalupa. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's all pretty and good for because I loved it. I mean, I love it too. They it's they make good up, stuff. Yeah, they make up, fold it up, put whatever on whatever. I don't care. Fucking jam it down my <laughs> face. I Not loved it. Just don't burn it and Not anymore. Put rancid meat in it. Yeah, I don't know what was rancid, but I mean, it's my own damn fault. The first bite I knew. All right, abort, abort. No, let me just go ahead and eat all over consuming. I mean, let's be honest. I was over consuming in the first place, and first bite, bite number one said, "Don't eat this anymore." I just, I just shoved that feeling down deep. I just and you ate all three of them. I ate all three of them. Everyone tasted. Shut up! Garbage. I'm hungry. Yeah, I fucking bought this. Yeah, I love Taco Bell, so. I'm just going to eat it. And then you had the cheese quesadilla. Uh, yeah, I had to polish that off. And, I mean, that was a chore. I was working it. It wasn't even bad. And it was just like, oh, guys, uh, must eat all of it. Oh, God. Yeah, and then, well, I think the the shot of whiskey, I, I had heard, I don't know if it's true, You, if you got like a sour stomach, you can take a shot of whiskey and it'll kind of get your your stomach, your digestive juices flowing again. Well, no. Nah. They'll make you shit the bed. I, oh, I'd never, ever speak ill of my delicious bourbon. It would never do that to me. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, mine isn't that extensive. But that, uh, I got to catch my breath. I hope I didn't wake anybody up in the household here. I don't have any text messages, so I think everybody's still asleep. Well, mine for this week is, uh, so we have a, he's like 10, pushing 11 week old baby. And we started going to the Sam's to get formula because it is, you know, that's where you shop for years too, Anderson, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Years ago. And, uh, it's a considerable amount cheaper. Oh, it's diapers, formula, yeah. all that's super cheap. So my wife goes with my parents to go get some before they go to this so-called wrestling event they are that I may or may not have wrestled in. And, you know, they were going to go out, get some formula and stuff, and do some errands before they came to the event. And they went to this so-called one, and they didn't have our type of formula. 
I was like, what the fuck? Like, we usually get it in, like, Evansville, just fine. But this one in Kentucky, they didn't have our brand there. You know, our the kind that he uses. So I was like, what? So is that like a like dog food? You got to kind of stick to the same thing? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Risk, it'll just, like, we... Hey, you risk having a grumpy baby. Yeah. And Well, not, we, we thought he might have had, like, a milk or something. So we, we tried soy at one point. Cause he was just like cranky all the time and he just shit everywhere. It was just, I know the feeling. Yeah. Are you sure he didn't have Taco yeah. Bell? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they just grind up Taco Bell into a puree liquid. And that's what, <laughs> that's what they do with what they don't sell is making it a baby food. But I was like, man, like that just like, you know, we had to make a, if we, if that would have happened, like if they would have got that, had that errand done yesterday, we wouldn't have had to make the special trip today. We had to make a special trip into Evansville just to get that formula because it didn't get accomplished the day before. How does that make you feel, Timmy? Man, just what the fuck? Like, it's a it's a trip worth making though. There's nothing worse in the world than having a cranky yeah, baby all night. Yeah, Your dog tired, and some kids screaming yeah. their head off. Oh, can't you, oh, it's horrible. Can't you just put them in a like a closet or something? Dog cage, kennel. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have yeah. any kids. I don't know what that's all about. But <laughs> like, if I get mad at something, I just walk away from it and just don't don't bother it anymore. <laughs> I assume that's how kids work. I, Sometimes, I'm not sure. I mean. It, I, some people do raise their children like some, that. Yeah, it, it you know, it works out sometimes. Yeah, or, lock them in a closet. Let them be a serial killer. Who cares? <laughs> it's out of your hands. <laughs> it's like the, their responsibility then. It seems like the going trend nowadays is like somebody will walk into a house and they've con- like converted some type of furniture into a cage. Yeah, that sounds like a great... No, 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 that's just our couch. No, we had to move those cushions around and put the chain on it because uh, we had to clean it. That's the only way we can clean it. We're like coffee tables, like turned into like kid cages Yeah, like a fucking border patrol in your house. (laughs) Ah, he's crossed, he's crossing. Yeah, that's my story. We just, you know, I I wouldn't have had to... Which, you know, we did make a pit stop to... Zuki and got some delicious Japanese. Well, I had some sushi today. Is that what you had, sushi? No, I had teriyaki chicken and fried rice. Do you like sushi? It depends what it is. It has to be, I'm I'm like a child. It has to be deep fried rolls. Oh, those are the worst. Are I hate the, the deep fried rolls. Those are the best. Ryan, where do you stand on sushi? Hold on. I Have you had it? I I like it a little okay. bit. I, I'd prefer the I prefer the stir fry or like the hibachi grill. Yeah. I prefer that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that's like good. They fry it up in front of you. You get the uh, I'm, I'm addicted to wasabi. Really, I think maybe the sushi is just a, a vessel for the wasabi. <laughs> you like you like the taste of wasabi? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Do it's you amazing. Like, I was telling. I think on a previous episode we kind of talked about like there's this like Chinese restaurant that I like in. Uh, Evansville, and they have this uh, hot mustard, like spicy mustard. Yeah, is this what your uh, was a mother-in-law? Yeah, uh, my mom. No, your mom. Yeah, she didn't like realize. Oh hell yeah, love mustard. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just that wasabi's in there. Just oh, it's so good. Goes through your nose. Oh, it destroys it, but I love it. Do you like the deep fried rolls, Anderson? Or have you ever had those? I don't think I've ever had one. Yeah, they're, they're don't like, waste your time. They're garbage. Oh, they're, they're good. It's like. I don't want to consume raw 
It's not raw. I mean, in the States, 90% of your sushi, there's no, it's not raw. Well, no sushi's raw. Yeah, I guess it's It's all smoked or or smoked. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Shusoni, I think, is what the raw fish is in Japan. So, what? yeah, I, I actually had some sushi in Japan. So, the raw tuna you're telling me is not actually raw. They smoke it or... Yeah, like they, I think what's actually sushi, any of the meat in it is actually smoked. I think what's actually raw is called shusoni, hmm. something like that. I don't know. Yeah, to... it's kind of a, a mistake most Americans make. I don't know. They called it sushi, and they brought it out, and it looked pretty goddamn raw to me. But Was it wiggling? Well, I mean, it. yeah. Well, not so much wiggling <laughs> as like just a nervous response, you know, like after uh, someone's <laughs> heads get chopped off, and it kind of just jerks around. <laughs> So I didn't feel as <laughs> still bad. has little electrical impulses yeah, going yeah. through it. The worst, the oh, I'm open to try anything. Like I, said, I think I've mentioned this. I'll try it twice. Did I, you like? Was this going on in another store in Japan? Yeah, just about sushi. Yeah, uh, just real quick. The, no, you're fine. The uh, the guy that I was with, he was like, yeah, yeah, try this uh, crab egg sushi. Oh, but which what I was gonna say before you go on, like, is it like? Would it be frowned upon if you said no? Like, is that a disrespect? No to... Like, they're like, hey, try this. And you're like, no, fuck that. I don't want it. Is no. Is that like a dis- disrespect to the no. culture? So ja- the Japanese are like the most racist country. <laughs> I, I think maybe in the world. Because they're, they're top three. But they are super nice. Really, really good, nice people. But... Uh, in this situation, I ordered off of a menu, so they weren't offering me things. I do think in their culture, if you offer them something, to them it's disrespectful if you don't if they don't accept it. And we trialed that with a Japanese person just offering. Would you like one of my almonds? Yes, thank you. Do you want another one? Yes. I'll take. <laughs> do you want? Do you want another one? <laughs> he would never turn it down. <laughs> Do you want this Mexican pizza? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, anyway, this uh, sushi comes out, and it's a little different. Like, they have it, they put the stuff on top. It's not as much inside of it. But it it was this gray, it it looked like caviar. And I put my wasabi on there, and I bit into it, and oh, my God. You know when it rains and you smell that fish smell oh, outside? No. That's exactly what it tasted like, but oh. times 10. It was dis- it was the most god-awful thing I'd, I'd ever put in my mouth, and I've had some rancid stuff in my mouth. <laughs> did you, like, did you? Did... I finished it, but, yeah, oh, good. Just one roll, one one. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was awful. Did they try, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, no, 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 they, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, you sit down, and it was just me and this other guy, and they would come around. But what I did, I guess, so our wasabi around here is... Tame? No. Our shit is extremely potent. Yeah? Yeah, I had them bring me wasabi like three or four times, and they acted like it was weird that I, I was like, give me some more. I need some more of this shit. <laughs> but ours, you do like a, a pea size. I mean, you're you're ruined for the next... Uh, minute and a half <laughs> eyes watering and nose running sorry i have to go off on that tangent i no you're fine do you like wasabi ryan i'd get like a little tiny drop when i like eat sushi yeah. i'll dip it in there dip some soy with yeah. it 
Like the ginger kind of freaks me out. The sliced ginger. It's like, uh, yeah. Is it, I thought, or is that more like a palate cleanser? Yeah, that, and that's what it's intended for. But yeah, yeah, the jury's still out for me on ginger. I, it's hit and miss. No, I actually like the like with hibachi when they serve like a ginger sauce. I like that stuff, but yeah, not yeah. With, with sushi, I it's like. Oh. And one time we were somewhere, I forgot where, and I was like, "Hey, can I have you know ginger with this?" And they brought me a little fucking plate with ginger slices. And I was like, oh, that's For the longest time, I thought it was raw meat. I never ate it because uh, it looks like raw fat. I'm like, why do they keep putting that on all my plates? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we've got some news articles that we can discuss this week. So let's get into some uh, news and headlines. So this... Uh, First one says, man reports unexploded WW2 bomb that turns out to be zucchini. Hold on. What's WW2? World War II. Real deal. Yes. So where was this found at? So a man in German town of Britain reported finding an unexploded bomb from World War II in his home garden. But his neighbors can rest easy unless they especially hate vegetables. The 81-year-old homeowner had contacted officers Friday out of concern. He had stumbled upon a decades-old dangerous weapon. It turned out to be zucchini. I have a lot of questions here. I... (laughs) There's so many. That's a hell of a zucchini. Yeah, how big was the zucchini? And it's green, right? I mean, unless maybe it was kind of rotted or something. I, I don't know about that, but I, I, they don't just grow. Well, okay, so maybe there they do, but I think that uh, he probably planted the zucchini. This fella is 81 years old. Maybe he forgot that he planted it, and it's... It grew out of control, and it was so big, he's like, there's no other option than this being a... It, it's a bomb. And how did he How did he get it down to World War II? I, I, could it, have, it could have been from somewhere else, maybe as a test bomb. Why did it have to be from World War II? Was there insignia on it? <laughs> uh, there's just, I mean, maybe it's a style of bomb. Yeah, I oh, the, <laughs> I forgot the World War II bombs looked like zucchinis. I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> and I, I don't know. That's, there's not much... So, the police themselves even conceded that the nearly 16-inch squash. Why this? It's, it's a zucchini, a type of squash. Yeah, it's a, yeah. A zucchini is a squash. In the family. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I was really confused there. Yeah, really did look like a bomb. The outlet notes that WW2 era bombs have been unearthed in Germany before, so I guess this was in Germany. Sometimes, yeah. So, yeah. I'm curious. I mean, was it kind of just poking out of the ground, or was it laying? Because the zucchini grows on top of the ground. On vines. On yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, look at that. There's a fuse going to it. Don't like that fuse. That the bomb will go off. Yeah. Well, you think a bomb would be kind of rusted and really dark, right? Yeah. You know, this especially long after the war. What what year was that? Yeah. Well, maybe the Germanian. I mean, there you're talking forty-four, forty-five. Yeah. Maybe Germanian zucchinis are made out of metal and have explosives yeah. in them. You know, they drink warm beer. They're pretty hard ass over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I found that was pretty interesting. 
So did anybody eat the zucchini afterwards? Because it's, I bet it goes up for sale on eBay. You it watch could. eBay, it's going to be on there. Oh, yeah. Or uh, Amazon. One or the other. That's more of an eBay there. Yeah, that is a good eBay item. Get the people. I feel like you could really yeah. pull some, uh, maybe even put some writing on it, stamp a couple uh, swastikas on there and say, oh, this is an original uh, World War II zucchini. <laughs> Hitler himself signed this thing. Straight out of Hitler's yeah. bunker. <laughs> yeah, straight out of the bunker into your home. Die Führer loves the zucchini. <laughs> How does that zucchini? But, like, my grandma, she makes a really good zucchini bread. Oh, zucchini bread is so delicious. Yes. So maybe this could have been, like, you know. An, an explosive loaf yes. of zucchini bread. <laughs> that dated back to then, but, you know. Ugh. Did it actually give the dimensions of the zucchini? Uh, what, it said 16 inches long? Is that what it said? Uh, let's see here. Yeah, they said nearly 16 inches. Which, you know, so I feel like I mean that's the size of a mortar round. So or something I, yeah, like that, that probably would have been possibly. the size of the the bombs. You know, they when they fly the planes over, they didn't have the the glass cockpit, and they would just drop them by hand over areas. That, yeah. That's probably the about that size. Or they get them small ones, like a little cluster bomb kind of thing. Which this kind of reminds me of uh, Joe Dirt when. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he thinks it's, it's an a, atom bomb, the, but really, it's just a shit tank. For oh a, hell, people! Yeah. It's just old crapper. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I hit it; it goes bang. And you show me them boobies. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> clear my throat. An Arizona man selling ranch for five million due to constant alien attacks and we actually have a little bit of audio with this so this will be interesting it's the stardust ranch almost immediately from the day we moved in we began to have strange experiences john edmonds and his wife purchased the property in 1995 with hopes of it being a peaceful place to operate their hopeful hooves horse rescue and live in the country this ranch has been just about anything except John first started seeing mysterious lights in the sky, followed by orange orbs. That's when the uninvited guests arrived. Literally gray aliens that attacked animals. They were in the house. John recalls one unforgettable experience involving gray aliens attacking his wife. Actually levitated her out of the bed in the master chamber, out into the parking lot, and tried to draw her up into a craft. Gail Chasen claims to have been visited by extraterrestrial life since she was four years old. She recently moved into the Stardust Ranch and has had a positive experience. I had liver cancer last year. When I started to get better, I wanted to come here to heal completely. I'm stronger than I've ever been. It's, it's a mixed bag. It's not something that is going to be for a traditional family, but it also holds a lot of secrets. It holds a lot of what I believe are future opportunities to understand forces that are in the universe. The working ranch sits on 10 acres of desert land. The home features 3,500 square feet of living space and a large swimming pool. It also comes with a guest house, a separate studio, and a hay barn. The property can accommodate up to 20 horses, but John has a warning for anyone interested. Please be very well grounded because the energy here has a tendency to manifest whatever's going on with you. Brandon Hamilton, 
12 News. <laughs> Where is this? Area 51? Uh, so, Stardust Ranch in Rainbow Valley, Arizona. Arizona. Has been featured multiple times in television shows. And Edmund, uh, it's... <laughs> He is slain. He claims that he has slain nineteen aliens with samurai sword. That's murder. And since when does a uh, a horse whisperer wield a samurai sword? Does this guy not know he could possibly trigger an interstellar war? Say, yeah, he I could mean, doom the on. entire race uh, just by playing around yeah. with a sword, cutting aliens' heads off. They're actually probably there to try to do some hoof trimming and things, trying to learn. And he's being an asshole. Might be on vacation. Yeah. You know? Going out desert, relaxing, riding some horses, and some dickhead comes around here with a samurai sword harassing Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. You, I'm just hanging out. Somebody can bust me in my ass trying to... Well, I'm just trying to help you out. I, you know, you got some horses. I, I could be a hand. You know, I might be gray and different than you, but, you know, I'm a friend. No, fuck you, buddy. Off with your head. So he's asking $5 million for this ranch. Hmm. Sounds worth it. I don't know if I... I don't know. I mean, that's, I'm going to have to get a discount if I'm going to put up No, I think that's a, a selling point. This is the way it sounds. And <laughs> either the uh, the wife is schizophrenic or she has a really good working relationship with the alien. She should be pissed at him for killing a bunch of them. Sounds like it took care of her cancer. <laughs> And plus, they're saving her walking around. They levitated her out. <laughs> Just yeah. to levitate me everywhere. Shit. <laughs> but uh, I, just to have samurai swords ready available for a situation like that. <laughs> and a, yeah, I feel like this guy's a uh, normally would be a gun wielding, uh, red blooded American. Yes. He'd just shoot the shit out of them. But maybe they're invincible to to bullets. They can only be slain by the purest of samurai blade. Did he run them through? Did he decapitate them? How big are they? I don't... What's their disposition? Are they are they being nice? <laughs> like they just wanted to learn a trade. Yeah. Yeah, they just want to take care of horses. They don't have horses on their planet, and they really... You know, horses are kind of darty-eyed. You never know what they're thinking. They're always fucking plotting against you. Maybe they're just trying to figure out how their brain works. Which they're they're probably... Um, they probably have, like, centaurs or something like that. What is this? Maybe horses have gone extinct on uh, Vega or wherever oh, they're from. Oh, yeah, it's like that uh, original Star Trek episode where they have to go back in time to get the, the humpback whales... Because that orb yeah. is in oh, space, it's gonna it's gonna destroy the Earth, unless they they yes. talk to the whales. You remember that one? That's yes. a that's a deep cut right there. I think that was what was that the uh, fourth one? Was that the first movie? Maybe, uh, or it's one of the movies. It was one of the movies. It was one of the original. I think it was like the third or fourth one. But yeah, I think it was the fourth one. I'm feeling fourth. Yeah, <laughs> sorry Trekkies, if we got that wrong. Although those were good. Those were some good movies. But it reminds me still of what, was, what were those one movies we were talking about? The uh, Naked Gun with what's his that old guy? Yeah, Leslie Nielsen. Like, it just 
Like that is this is definitely a good movie plot. Yeah. Like it would be a satire, and uh, the aliens are here legitimately to to help us get out of the shit situation that we're in. You know, we're like looking to go to habitate Mars. They're like, no, no, guys. All you gotta do is like take that salt water and put it in this little box right here and it fixes everything. <laughs> we're like, fuck you, you little gray son of a bitch. You got over the wall and you are done. <laughs> and the, the orbs in the sky, what, uh, maybe he, how old's this guy? The last guy was 81. Maybe this guy's seeing shit. Yeah, I don't know if it says it. It's, I think it's the glaucoma <laughs> acting up. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he's having uh, migraines, like optical migraines or something. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't think it says his age, but you know what though? Maybe we're just being, maybe we're being dumb. Maybe we're the dumb ones. Yeah, and we don't have any business at this five million dollar estate. Yeah, he's priced it out of our price range on purpose. Guys like us, we don't need to be around that shit. He knew. I do have a confession to make, though. I do own a samurai sword. Yeah, I do too. So I could, I could fit in there. I, I do not have a sword. Well, Timmy, you're the odd man out, so you better get that shit, because when they yeah. come for you, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's pretty sharp. It's a, it's a cheap one. Have you... So if I had a sword... Oh, that dog is digging at something. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's been annoyed. If you hear anything during this fucking broadcast, it's because of this dog. Anyways, so I feel like if you have a samurai sword, you are, you, you have to like get an arrange of watermelons and such and set them up and cut them with the sword. Have you done this? Oh, uh, not a watermelon, but yeah, I've definitely uh, cut random things. I was like, oh, I haven't. I haven't touched that item for two years. Fuck that lamp. <laughs> You're dead, lamp. You just chop it in half. Anderson, have you cut any fruits? No, I have not cut any fruits, but I have taken the sword into the backyard when I first got it and twirled it around like I was yes. some kind of Jedi. You better be careful, brother, because... Uh, Mine's not as sharp as, as Strobel's is. I don't, I don't know why. Like, it's... it's I mean, very visibly a cheap sword. You know, you go to Tennessee and they have the knife shops in there and you get like a, a budget yeah. samurai sword for like $18. <laughs> That's what this is. But it's, it's sharper than fuck. Like, it really surprised me. Like, I did the, you know, cutting the paper test and just... I've never successfully completed that test on any of the cutlery that I've owned. Mm. You're missing out. That's probably because you don't own a samurai sword. Probably. Yeah. Look... So, I've either of you ever seen anything strange in the sky or have an alien yes. encounter? I have not. Yeah, you have? I have? And it was uh, due to my own ignorance. But I was driving home from uh, work one day. It was, uh, it was like right out of high school. And I look up on my drive home, and it's at night. And I see uh, lights moving around in the clouds just sporadically. And I was like, well, that was definitely an alien craft. And then I just lived uh, six, seven, eight more years of my life. And then I found out, oh, lightning can happen in clouds like that. So I lived alive for like <laughs> six years. You know, who knew science? Hmm. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Climate change. 
Hmm. Stupid science ruins all my fairy tales. But no, I, I guess on my to-do list now, do I have to get a sword now? Yeah, we'll have a sword party. <laughs> we'll just cut a bunch of fruit. <laughs> go out bunch to the, of watermelons. Yeah, go out to the garage and do karate. Yes. I'm very disappointed that you guys haven't like got water. I would like if I got one the first day. I would set up like six watermelons and slice them. Well, mine is such a cheap sword. I feel like it would just rust <laughs> immediately after contacting water. <laughs> oh, well. Is there anything else that you guys can think of? That we haven't touched on, because I think we have touched on quite a bit this week. Uh, what are you guys thinking about gas prices right now? They're shit. Marginal? I don't pay attention, but like I don't pay attention enough. I just get gas. Yeah, I just get gas too, and I don't know if it's expensive right now. Honestly, I don't know why that just popped into my head, but... It has gone up. Quite has a it bit gone up? I got gas today. Yeah, and I got ten gallons, and it was only like four hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, uh, of course, I drive my diesel truck from time to time, and it doesn't get the best fuel mileage. And for whatever reason, diesel fuel is consistently higher than gasoline, and it's essentially a byproduct when they make gasoline. Yeah, it's like a waste it shouldn't product. be as much. Yeah, but I did do some research into it. Uh, so for every, and these are just kind of arbitrary numbers to get the point across. But let's say I make fifty-five gallons of gasoline, a byproduct would be forty gallons of diesel fuel. So it's not you don't make as much, but it happens naturally in the process of making gasoline. So I guess I can see if you're making less by making gasoline and people use more diesel fuel, then I can see that, I guess. But if something's a byproduct, make it cheaper. I don't care what it is. It used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be considerable amount cheaper. And then everybody was uh, getting diesels instead. Got into the diesel crap. Hey, let's get the diesels because that, that shit's cheaper. I don't care if it does consume twice as much. As long as I'm paying less per gallon, I don't give a shit. Ryan, what kind of gas mileage do you get uh, out of your ride? I get around 20 miles a gallon, generally like 1920. Depends on how is much I have my foot in it. It is it a V6. Like four wheel oh, drive. Wait, what? It's a what V6 four wheel nice drive. Dodge Dakota? No, I have a to- oh, Toyota Tacoma. Toyota Tacoma. Man, that thing's worth a mint. That, people will go crazy over those trucks. I don't know what the hell the deal is. It's as just as expensive to buy a Tacoma as it is a full size loaded tundra. I don't understand it. They're a commodity. People, People just love, love them. There's quite the following for them. Well, as we wind down, I know Anderson has picked out the dude of the week. So let's uh let's get into our dude of the week. Alright, Anderson. So I don't know. We kind of talked about this. If we don't really have someone that jumps out during the week for dude of the week, maybe going back in time to like some du- dudes of history, kind of embody the the 
the uh, attitude of the dude from The Big Lebowski. And one of them I've been kind of uh, reading about and watching videos about a lot lately is a guy named Epicurus. Uh, do either of you know who Epicurus no was? Uh, Epicurus. No That's idea. like a triangle Epi- in geometry, right? Something to do with geometry? Uh, no. I think, no, I think I'm right on this. <laughs> yeah, so hey, Epicurus was a... Uh, Ancient Greek philosopher. He lived about 300 BC, somewhere in that area. He founded a school. And basically, the school was hedonism. Refresh my memory and on hedonism. So, he, him and his. Hedonism is that the ultimate uh, goal in life oh, is pleasure. Yeah, okay, I like this guy already. Yes. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. So, he started a school in Athens called the Garden. Him and his buddies kind of hang out there and they just basically just relaxed all the time. That was their goal, was just to have as minimal stresses in their life to just have friends and hang out read and not really work so they i mean they kind of kept this real simple lifestyle that way they didn't have to have bosses didn't have to have someone telling them what to do they didn't promote marriage because they didn't you didn't want someone on your case all the time <laughs> yeah marriage that, you know it's, it kind of you know, punishment for uh, stealing yeah, marriage, in some countries <laughs> yes it is ma- marriage is punishment <laughs> for shoplifting so so these guys they kind of moved in this house, hung out, played music, read. It's kind of, if, you know, and it, this kind of really caught on for a long time. This idea of Epicureanism went through the, like, Greece and, and Rome and through the Middle East until Christianity kind of came along and stamped it out because it was a little bit too much of a competing ideology. <laughs> Hold on, you guys aren't controlling the public enough. We need to step it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was a little too relaxed. It was, and, and it... And the kind of the point of Epicureanism was to uh, live in moderation. So it wasn't denying yourself something, but you don't go crazy as well. So it's okay to drink a little bit, but don't get drunk, sloppy drunk every day. Stuff that most people know, but they don't follow. And so I kind of looked at his life and kind of compare it to the dude. You know, the dude was kind of laid back, just wanted to hang out, didn't really have a job, enjoyed spending time with his friends. You know, that was a big tenet of Epicureanism is you always had to have friends around. You always had to have, you know, someone sharing dinner in with your you. Life. Yeah, we just had someone to spend life with, but not really necessarily romantically because romantic uh, friendships cause lots of stress and you're trying to eliminate stress. And so that's very dude-like behavior. You're trying to just eliminate as much stress as you are, have yeah, in your life. And I've been reading. Just, just abide. abide. What? That's kind Just of an oxymoron, though. <laughs> abide by doing whatever you want. What uh, what age did that guy die at? He died at oh, seventy-one. Gosh, damn. So he Back lived. Then. This is he. He clocked in on some good time, and th- uh, what is that? Uh, Two thousand yeah. three hundred years. Yeah. So ago. Back then, like, so he, and just hanging out with his friends. He bought this house. They all moved in together. This. Did whatever they wanted to do. That's didn't have any stress. That long back then. Yeah. So he set up the first commune, and much like money translates, yeah, uh, you know, nineteen twenty amount to current amount. Seventy one back then is equal to two hundred thirty six years old today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's something. What you just said there is actually true. I mean, that was this uh, essentially the first commune ever established. You know, like what you see the hippies do in the sixties and seventies. And actually, when Marx was formulating his theory on communism, he actually did a paper on Epicurus and kind of based it on. I mean, he kind of went a little hog wild with some of the other nonsense. Yeah. He, he got, got a little he too got, wound up, you know, 
Epicurus was a little more laid back that's than the, that. You know, that's that's the but the watershed moment. But it's just sharing sharing the burden, so you don't have to have as much stress. Awesome. I thought that was kind of cool. That's kind so, of very dude like. Epicurus, you are this week's dude of the week. But uh, we're getting close to that time, so uh, let's uh, start wrapping this thing up. I. And Timmy Johnson, Ryan, thank you. Hola, or adios amigo amigos. Hey, good morning everyone. Thank you. So, this has been another edition of the Fascist Alternative, where we are the alternative to fascism. Make sure you go to iTunes and give us those five-star ratings, and Google Play, subscribe. Thank you.